Hello and welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by Elfin and Castle, located at 185 North Wabash and 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois. Look, I know you're looking for that perfect English pub experience so you can grab some incredible drinks and tasty food. Elfin and Castle has you covered. They have excellent daily drink specials, happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., and some delicious-ass food for you to chew on while you watch some fucking sports. Come on down to Elfin and Castle at 185 North Wabash or 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois, and tell them that Mind Gap Podcast sent you. This week's episode is also brought to you by Jimmy Garabici's Grade A Fertilizer. You looking to make your lawn beautiful? Well, get on it, you lazy piece of shit. Summer's almost over, and you need to take care of them embarrassing-ass brown spots. You hear me? It's disrespectful. Put a couple of scoops of this shit in that grass and forget about it. That grass is going to get green and grow, and your neighbors are going to be all up your ass asking questions. If you're a wise guy, and you don't tell them shit. You keep your fucking mouth shut, and you take all the credit. You make them think you're some kind of a lawn boss. Eventually, those pricks start to get curious. They start snooping around your yard, trying to figure out your fucking secrets. Then, bam, you hit those fucks over their head with a shovel. You start freaking out because you can't go back to the clink. Not again. And then you remember your old pal Jimmy Garabici. You give him a call, he comes by, he takes care of that thing for you. You know, the thing. You give him a couple, two, three days, you get yourself a free bag of fertilizer delivered right to your door. No questions asked. Sure, you may find a finger or a tongue in that fertilizer, but it's our little secret, ain't it? Head on over to JimmyGarabici's.com and enter the code MINDGAP at checkout to get a free favor from your old pal, Jimmy Garabici. Happy birthday, MindGap Podcast! This episode marks the start of year four for us. It's been so much fun, and in this episode, we are joined by the one and only Mr. Tex of the Black Pants Legion. Tex is a YouTuber and game aficionado, and is well known for his videos detailing his marvelous adventures in the game Space Station 13. Justin and I chat with Tex about his gaming adventures, his favorite stories, his incredibly talented fans, and how he's created a community of awesome humans. It was seriously a pleasure getting a chat with Tex and some of his legionnaires. Grab a seat, fine-tune those ear holes, and get ready to enjoy episode 208 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. have a wonderful guest with us this week, the one and only Mr. Tex of the Black Pants Legion. So, sir, welcome so much for joining us. Fake news. I mean, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This is so cool um, because the the, the story, I guess, behind this was uh, my brother was on an episode a a couple episodes ago, and uh, he made reference to you and your channel and... uh, you know, he's a huge Space Station 13 fan and a huge fan of yours as well. And, uh, you know, uh, you reached out to us, which was super cool because we were about to record an episode and I was like, holy shit. Right. Tex reached out to us. I was right. like, this is crazy. And uh, you hopped well, on our yeah. stream and said hello. And it was it was really cool. And we sort of um, started having a conversation from there. 
Well, indeed. And Space Station 13 is such a small community. So when someone says, oh, hey, these guys are talking about you, I was like, oh, I'm going to fix this. <laughs> nice words. All right. <laughs> well, I loved it, too, because you were like, you're welcome, fuckos. I was like, that's... This is a cool guy. I was like, this guy gets our sensibilities. I like it. Or we get his. This is uh, a very good match. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I have just recently sort of dipped my toes into the Space Station 13 realm, and uh, I'm terrible at it. But what's kind of been so cool was obviously watching, you know, your YouTube uh, videos and things like that. Um, it's such a wonderful world of mayhem. And in in a world where there's so much, what's the way to put it? Polish, I mean, on well, stuff. No. And <laughs> the thing, the way I would I would say, Space Station Thirteen certainly is a lack of polish, and that's why it's so great. Exactly. Where if you look at a modern game, a modern game is made, put together, and released in you know maybe a two year period, three year period, or an MMO sufficiently longer, but. When you look at Space Station 13, Space Station 13 is a game that was built over the course of 15, no God, 16 years now oh my God. by so many people. And you look at a game that allows you to play with 200 people playing simultaneously and you throw in the PVPL, and I mean player versus paranoia. You don't know if that chef who is coming up to you, you don't know if that chef is coming up to you because he's your pal. Or you don't know if it's because he wants to scalp and eat you. Mm-hmm. And you get a little, you know, intense. <laughs> That's so true, because in the first, I think, a uh, couple times I played, I was like, I'm going to be a janitor because it's the easiest thing. You can't really fuck that up, you yeah. know. I'm going to clean. And immediately, uh, you know, a guy knocks on the door and he's like, hey, man, uh, can I come in there? I was like, sure, open it up. It's a vampire. <laughs> Just starts immediately yeah. going to town on me, sucking yeah. my blood. And then a guy comes down the hallway and he gets up and he points at me. He goes, he's a vampire. And I was like, oh, you're going to blame this on me after you've been sucking my blood? Fortunately, the guy saw through the ruse yeah. and killed him. But I was like, that was like my first round. I'm like, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. That's, that's, see, there is a saying in the Space Station 13 community, as long as it is, where you tell an insane story and you always end it with just another day on Space Station. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, oh, that's I, so funny. I have compiled a very short list that is no by no means comprehensive, but these are some of the things I've gotten up to over the years. Um, I can't wait. I to invented, I invented the um, sleeping person IED. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, so people fall asleep, and then I would fill them with explosives, and then. Um, <laughs> Just leave the body around. So, you know, people would naturally set that on fire, as you would. As you would. And, um, you know, a uh, good way to do terrorism. Uh, I have made burgers of the clown many times. Um, I would say, does this taste funny to you? Um, there was one time I made a burger clown, or a clown burger, rather, and... Um, the crew discovered my nefarious achievement, and so they held a funeral for it, but the only thing they could find that was left was the burger. So there was an open casket with a burger in it. And everyone was giving speeches about how great the clown was, and uh, the janitor who showed up late said, what the fuck's going on? Walked up to the front and ate the burger. <laughs> 
amazing. Oh my god. Um, oh, that's so good. I well, let's see. I I uh, instituted Space Jam quite literally. Um, <laughs> as as quartermaster general, I stole the engine and sold it. Um, I had given the clown leukemia for sleeping or slipping me uh, multiple times. <laughs> he, he was so weak. In the end, he was dragging himself along the hallway, kept throwing up. He was like, I'm so weak. I'm so weak. <laughs> and so I leaned in and I whispered, maybe you shouldn't have slipped me. <laughs> so, um, oh, God. I, I have formed and seceded nation states. I've sold the whole station piece by piece. Uh, I employed a monkey as an assistant cargo technician. I've baked guns into pies. I've blown people's heads off with hamburgers. I have become the vengeful spirit of Macho Man Randy Savage. Ah. I run a radio station. Yeah. Oh my I God. have, I, and God, I, I ran a petting zoo for quantum singularities. Um, <laughs> and I am. Uh, that's not a sentence you hear very world. often, you know, it's petting zoo, right? For, for black holes. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, God, um, so you know, and radiation was a, was also um, somewhat. I, I've become somewhat the embodied spirit of anarcho-capitalism in space, in in uh, being able to turn anything into a profit without <laughs> concern for petty morality. Nice, that's good, <laughs> right? I, that's a good thing. The, the the just hearing you go through this list and like when when Dave Doug's brother first started telling us about it, this is the fr very first time I'd ever heard of this game and mm -hmm. I when he was telling me about it I was I was listening to him but I wasn't really grasping what he was saying per se because it was mm -hmm. so out there you know like he was saying like similar things oh, yeah. and I'm like I'm like I don't I'm not sure I understand and so then Doug found you know some of the videos and then we saw your videos and I messaged Doug even today I was still messaging Doug and I'm like Doug because Doug out of the two of us Doug is absolutely the gamer of the two uh, I enjoy games. I just I never have time for them, and I've never really just gotten into the uh, as ingrained into the culture. But I'm watching these, trying to like just you know figure out Space Station 13, which I know is a futile task now. But I <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> I I messaged him, and I was like, Doug, I feel like a fucking grandfather. I can't figure well, yeah. this game out. <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing. Space Station 13 is not a game you can learn overnight. It's like no. War Fortress, where you'll sit there and go, okay, I died putting my pants on. <laughs> it's so and bananas. And what you do is you try again. Right? You don't give up. You just keep trying. So, you know, you start off doing little things, and then eventually you, you know, like steal the station's self-destruct mechanism while convincing the assistant chief engineer that, you know, the Cardassians are coming and we have to be ready. And it's 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 about role playing, but it's also that spirit of improv where you say yes, yes and yes and right. so someone comes up to you and they go, I'm writing you a ticket for loitering. And you're like, Loitering, motherfucker, I'll show you loitering. And you start building a house and you're like, I live here now. <laughs> That's what I love because oh that's one of the God, other things too. So is good, yeah. I uh, I was I think I, I spawned as I think a bartender or something like that, and this guy came up <clears> and he's like, "Hey, uh, you like uh, you like bees?" And I was like, "Nah, man, I'm good. Like I'm a bartender. I don't need bees." He's like, "You sure? I got a lot of bees." I'm like, "No." Nah. He goes, "How about immortality?" I'm like, "Okay." Now we're <laughs> yeah, talking because no, I was like, like a, 
Yeah, I was like, yeah. I, I, my guy was like, sure, I'll be immortal. And he turned me into a, a clown that could only honk whenever he talked. And that was, you know, I signed a contract and everything like that. And I was like, I could have easily said no because this guy was up to no good. Right. But I'm like, yeah, you have to say sure. yes because otherwise, what's the point? Right. It's not fun. Well, and, and, and that's what's it, missing yeah. in so many games nowadays where someone could come up and do that. Otherwise, be like, no, I'm going to win this game. This guy's a bad well, guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, but Space Station 13 is about Faustian bargains. It's about player <laughs> yes. versus player and their imagination, whereas many other games are reined in by rules and strict setting limitations. Space Station 13 is a game built and run by a community not for profit. Mm-hmm. That, and that, I th- that you just don't hear about that, period, in any game. No, it's so, it's so few th- games out there that lack... Because that's the thing, too, is like... Did, well, let me ask you this one, Tex. Do you think... Because this game, when did this game start? You know the history of this back and, you know, forwards All right. and backwards. So here's the weird part. And I, I have to admit, I, I, I do have a background. I've worked as a research historian before. So mm-hmm. I love a good challenge. But <laughs> most, most interestingly, there are two histories of Space Station 13. There is the believed history and the actual history, <laughs> which leads to my only claim to fame in this entire world. Um, so the the stated history was the game was created originally by EXADV1 on Beyond, and he ba- built it for a while, and a handful of people played it. It was the early 2000s. It was 2003. Not a lot of people played enormous, complex games online when there were more interesting games to play online. And this was, of course, the rise of the console era and mm-hmm. MMOs, so people weren't playing roguelikes back then. You know, the MUDs were dying off, and were having very few people on them. So it was an interesting era in online games. And then from nowhere came Space Station 13. And it existed for a while. It was very simple, um, though deceptively deep. And then the guy supposedly, this was the supposed history, someone stole it from him. They downloaded it and they reverse engineered it and they compiled it and they put it out there and then it spread around for a while, Face Punch Studios and so on. A uh, few people got their hands on it. And then it went into uh, the something, uh, created a branch of it. And then that branch, R4407 code base, became the wide and accepted version from which all Space Station 13 and the modern sins has come out. And some very large YouTubers or intermediate size YouTubers, um, depending on your <laughs> point of view. Well, it's, it's, it's point of view. I'm a no-name YouTuber, so I, I see anyone above me as, like, massive, powerful. So, um, you know, when you're in the shade, everything's the sun. Absolutely. You know well, conversely, that's how we felt when you, when we looked at your numbers, we're like, oh, my God, he's famous. And we're like, yes. <laughs> Call, he I, wants I'm... to talk to us. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I am. I have made zero money off all this. I, I make so little money, I can't afford to pay attention and things. Well, my, my mom doesn't even pay attention to this channel. So don't, don't ever think I'm important. But the, the thing is, and here's the crazy thing, is that that's not the true story. This is the story that's been told for years. But I said that sounds like bullshit. So. I found the guy. I found EXADV1. I did some searching. I had some people help me who are very instrumental. Some people who have been bigger members of the community than I. Wow. And by our combined resources, 
I found EX80B1, I confirmed who he was, and I sat him down for an interview because I was doing interviews on Space Station 13 Notable. And he tells me that he created Space Station 13 as an atmosphere simulator, of all things. Because he was just into coding, and then when he couldn't work on it anymore because of real life, he handed it off to the goons. He just gave it away. Because he said, I don't want to own this. This belongs to the community now. Interesting. And because, and, and because I found that, some knucklehead went into Wikipedia and changed the backstory of Space Station 13 to say, actually, here's the truth as found by Black Pants Legion, a notable YouTuber in the Space Station 13 community. And that one line is my only claim to fame. Well, congratulations, sir. I'm very proud of you. You're you published. You are a published person. When, when I am dead and gone, people will say, ah, that man found the truth and it set him free. <laughs> But how cool, though, that the guy who founded it embodied basically what the uh, game itself and the community has become, which is it's no one's. Mm -hmm. It's everyone's. Like, you know, that well, he's, the, yeah. Yeah, that's the brilliant part of it is in, in, in this whole thing that's going on, he still plays. <clears throat> That's he so still surfaces now and then and checks on his misbegotten children. Ah. He checks into all the servers and watches what they do. That's so cool. Yeah, I think you, you and I had talked before and you said he pops in from time to time to be like, that's not true, and then disappears. And people are like, who was yeah, that? He'll, <laughs> yeah, he'll, he, it, I mean, imagine if, it sounds like something out of a comic <clears throat> book or some sort of <laughs> novel where you have this, this shareholder in charge who technically owns the intellectual property of it. And then he just pops in now and then it goes wrong. And then. <laughs> and then <laughs> That's amazing. So this, the thing I oh, love about, so cool. about station 13 is the community with it. And, um, you know, I think kind of the thing now is it's kind of been a relatively unknown thing. And, and, and I, I think you have not mentioned that it started to get some fresh blood some new folks into the community, and uh, which you know can be good or bad. But what what well, do you think? What do you, what do you think about you know new folks coming in and their idea of how they want to win the game? Well, there is a balance in that, and I, I use this very tired metaphor. It, it has a beard and can buy alcohol by now. <laughs> <laughs> but the the notion that I like to say is: imagine if you had a nice little diner where you could go get your breakfast and it was cheap and you could always find a seat and the coffee was warm and good and the hostess or host was polite and kind and it was never too loud. And no matter what situation you were in in life, you could always go get a piece of pie on the counter and drink your cup of coffee and relax. Just a nice, perfect, out-of-the-way local place. And then Guy Fieri shows up. <laughs> From, <laughs> from diners, drive-ins, and dives, and he takes the place to Flavortown. So you come back the next week, you come back the next week, and you want to have your piece of pie and cup of coffee. But now, now shoulder, Instagram people, it's shoulder to shoulder with hipsters. And so you go, fuck it. I'll come back in a few months and you come back in a few months and the menu has changed to avocado toast and all they play is awful cover bands and you can't get in without a reservation. 
and you find that which you have loved has changed. And this is what happens when Space Station 13 gets discovered by the greater world, which mm -hmm. I suppose is inevitable. Mm -hmm. The game does need new blood. It desperately needs new blood. Otherwise, it turns into the same old tin grognards in the basement still playing second edition of Dungeons and Dragons and refusing <laughs> to embrace new rule sets. <laughs> there yeah. needs to be a balance to it that is not destructive to the community. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point because, um, you know, would you, I mean, how, how would you say, because I guess what I was, my original point when I asked about the history of it was, you know, does it, can a game like, could someone nowadays be like, I'm going to make a game like Space Station 13 and oh, I'm, I'm going to put it out there and the world, they're going to come in and we're going to have a blast. And do you think a, you know, a, a larger company could even, you know, try to attempt to recreate that or is that just an impossible uh, dream? It is a wonderful dream, but it is wonderful because it is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I say this is Dean Hall, who did Daisy, um, left Daisy like half finished and then was like, I'm going to create a new game. And he created Ion, which failed. And now he's oh, doing yeah. Stationeers, which is very promising, but it's ultimately a work in progress, which means like many games on Steam, you load them up and it says early access. Yep completed at some point and like most of those you go i don't think you're going to finish that game mm -hmm. yeah because that's the accepted model now i'm going to sell you the promise of a work in progress and at some point we move on to the next game I've... also stationers has 16 player multiplayer whereas space station 13 running on a game engine built in the cro-magnon age <laughs> will run on 200 people simultaneously mm -hmm. yeah I also think there's an element to uh, just kind of hearing you talk about it where it's <clears throat> you're trying to manufacture lightning in a bottle. Mm -hmm. Like something ha like Space Station 13 came out and it was just it, very similar to like the Beatles. It was like the right place, the right time, the right, you know, uh, environment. Everything lined up for that just lightning in a bottle to happen. And all of a sudden, boom, this thing exists and mm -hmm. it, it's beloved by a group of people. And then people see that and they go, oh, I'm going to I can I can duplicate that i can replicate that and then you get you know uh you know you get oasis mm -hmm. you know which is just like they're good but yeah they're not the beatles you, you know, know wonder wall is a good song right but, exactly you know, but i, I feel right. like it's very similar to that well i i agree i absolutely agree and i i find that there's some community attempts there's been a dozen attempts to remake space station 13 but the problem is they always fall short or people don't give a fuck <laughs> right um there's two promising right now. One is Unity Station, which is on Steam, and they are trying to build the game in the Unity engine, okay. which would then mean that everyone can get on board and add their own stuff very easily because Beyond Code is awful. It is um, pretty terrible. <laughs> it, it's it's, it's widely, widely considered to be one of the greatest problems with the game as it stands. But the other thing is there's a gentleman who tried to make a isometric view of the game called SS3D, and then he disappeared. This is the, they call it the Space Station 13 curse, where someone will do something very promising and then be claimed by the unknown. <laughs> yeah, that's... What do you think is the one game that probably would be the closest... Uh, sort of community or environment or gameplay style that mimics Space Station 13 outside of... Like, that is... Yeah, go ahead, sorry. Well, that's... 
That's a very difficult question to answer because there's many games that have elements of it because Space Station 13 at its core is what would I do if I was in Star Trek? Which anyone who's smoked pot or consumed pot <laughs> and watched Star Trek would be like, man, if the Borg came on my ship, I'd just replicate a machine gun. You know, and <laughs> you, you know what? I, I, thank you for doing that because I now understand Space Station 13. There you go. That's now all, they, that's all I sense. needed. Yeah, that's all I needed. Sense. That's hilarious. <laughs> And, and that's that's the thing is that's Space Station 13 is the what if and what's absolutely glorious what's absolutely tremendously glorious about Space Station doesn't belong to me it doesn't belong mm. to YouTubers who make stuff on it. it doesn't belong to anyone who Twitch streams it it doesn't belong to anyone who's even a notable in the mm. Space Station 13 community I mean there's some servers I go on where I can pop on and go oh it's Randolph P. Checker it's cool but there are people in that community that are the bedrock of that community, and I'm a nobody compared to them. And mm-hmm. that's what I love about the game. The Space Station 13 belongs to the community. It comes from the community. And many corporate products, like if EA were to say, yeah. ah, we will create a game that is based on this, you know that they're going to spend $50 million building a game that has some themes from it and then $200 million advertising the shit out of it and then drop all support after a year and a half after carving <laughs> most of it into DLCs for resale. Or loot boxes, right? Because that's where all the rage is. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> I believe that's called gambling. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely right. And, and, and that's the thing that has always fascinated about me to me about these games because I haven't had a really good experience with a lot of games since... I don't know, since Warcraft 3 came out. That was when I first started realizing, oh, the internet sucks for playing games because people are assholes. Mm-hmm. And well, no, and I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree because I, um, I, I have a lot of people who friend me on Steam and they go, please, please, uh, let me buy you a game if you'll play it. And I'll say, no, because <laughs> I like games like Space Station 13. I like mm-hmm. games like Dwarf Fortress. Mm-hmm. I like games that are built with love by people who said, wouldn't it be fun if we did this and yes. didn't attach a dollar sign to it? Right. Yes. Well, and I think and there's got to be a good balance in, in that because once you start heading down the EA realm, you get things like DLC that's launched on the same day of launch. You know, like, oh, cool. You built this for the game, but you're going to charge me for it. And then if you go too far the other way, you have just this very obscure thing that really maybe isn't playable because you don't have enough people playing. So you got to strike that balance where... You get enough people to play so that it's fun, and then you create this community around it, and there's the idea of the freedom. Because uh, the thing I also like about it is there's no voice activation in it, so it's not like I can literally talk to Justin or something and be like, Justin, hey, I'm a janitor. What you have to do by typing, you can, you can, there's so much to understand from typing or guess what the intentions are. Right. Because the guy can go be like, Hey, Captain, uh, when are you leaving? It's like, what do you mean, when am I leaving? Right. Are you going to try and hijack this fucking computer? What are you doing? Or like, what's what's going on here? What's the real intention? Yeah. And that's what makes it so much fun is trying to interpret all that stuff and to see the people, uh, you know, because there's, there's a lot of stuff around role-playing, right? People are like, oh, he's a role-player. Oh, of player. course. He's oh, a weirdo. Yeah, he role plays. Oh, they they have a they have a stigma to them. Of I course, mean, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And and to see people go into this like really head first and to really just be like, cool, I'm gonna role play. It's not about winning the game. <clears throat> I right. think that's the hardest thing to get your head around because that's what we do, right? We play a game. What's the objective? We're going to win. Whereas right. this is like, it's the experience. 
You know, I never, I, I don't think all the times I played janitor, I don't think I've cleaned anything <laughs> because something has happened. Yeah. Where I'm like, all right, I guess I'm haven't figured out how to mop yet. Yeah. Like, you know, but, I don't know what's going on, and that's amazing. It's so much fun. But well, it's it's great because like with Space Station 13, it is role playing because you have to actually play the role. You have to go, oh shit, okay, I got to get my janitor supplies on. I got to put my galoshes on. Well, I have to grab these slip signs in case people fall down and beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I need to go and get my cleaning supplies and then oh god there's blood in the med bay all right well let's go over there and start cleaning that and you start picking up stories why is there blood in the med bay oh well this guy had a shotgun and he's trying to blow up the engine (laughs) and security has him cornered in engineering and it just starts going from there (laughs) speaking of speaking of one of the most dangerous people i ever encountered in space station 13 was a janitor do, do, do tell. tell. All right. So once upon a time, I was playing on Goon Station, and this janitor was driving around in his little janitor cart. People were bullying him. They were knocking him from the cart. They were taking his things and throwing them away. And they were calling him names. What you going to do about it? And so he calmly, calmly took this all in stride, and he disappeared for a manner of minute. Someone had said, I suppose, that this is probably key to the story, and I had disregarded it at the time, but someone said, why is the janitor in chemistry? (laughs) So, later on, he's driving, but this time he has a full EVA suit on from the lockers for extra vehicular activity, that is, space suit, and it was fully sealed, and he had his oxygen on, and he's driving around. People said, why are you wearing a space suit? And he said, because this. And he hit the button on the car, and he started blasting out the most caustic acid known to man. And as he drove down the hallway, it was deleting floor tiles to the vacuum of space and killing everyone. The floor, though, was remarkably clean. That is, and again, you can't, you can't capture that. I think the closest you can maybe get is maybe Grand Theft Auto. Maybe. Yeah. In the sense of like, you have the freedom to do what you, but you can't do, you can't go, I'm going to nuke the city. Right. You can't be like, you know, I just want to be a shop owner. I know there's a lot of role play servers and stuff for that where people can go and pretend to be cops, which are hilarious. People have to play by the rules and they create a community there doing that. But at the same time, it's like. You can't do that. But no, like, oh, like, I agree. Just hearing the, that, like that story and some of the other ones that you've told, like it, it's, it's almost, these are some of the best. You couldn't write writing prompts this well. Like nope. that is, that is an, a hysterical well, story that you would not think of on your own. And exactly. that just, it just, it well, happened organically. Well, that's the thing is it's like it take, for example, the role of traitor. The role of traitor is not to kill everyone. The role of traitor is to accomplish a traitorous objective while maintaining your comfort. But more importantly, the role of traitor is to add pizzazz to the game, to add some set of unease. So I was the chief engineer on the station, and I was a traitor. And so I had my objectives, and I said, okay. So I started the engine, and the engine on Goon is actually a thermoelectric generator. So I have a hot loop and a cold loop, and the intermix of those gases, the difference of them produces a 
large sum of electricity. And so I ran the engine up to, you know, kilowatts and then megawatts and then terawatts. And I said, now is the time to strike. <laughs> Being that Space Station 13 is a remarkably complex game, it has a very realistic power distribution system. So what I did is I traced the main that goes into this step-down generator like a transformer called an SMES that also stores a great deal of electricity. And so I, using wire cutters and my simple knowledge of uh, mechanical and electrical engineering, I bypassed the SMES so the current from the engine was going directly into the wall socket. So what this resulted in was I said, I wonder if I connected this correctly. I heard the clown in the next room. I heard him honking around his <laughs> shoes, honk, 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 honk. Then I heard lightning flying out of the wall and arcing to him. And then I heard him gasping for breath. And I was like, ah, splendid. <laughs> this then begins to happen all over the space station. People are being electrocuted. People are dying. And people go, oh, my God, what is going on? And the AI, which has to follow Asimov laws, goes, wow, some jerk must have hotwired the engine. But it's very cheerful. <laughs> And, 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 and the thing is, every game you have, that, that's not something that's like, oh, this is one of three things that could possibly happen. Yeah. Oh, someone obviously did this. There's no, I mean, to someone have to happen to be like, wait a minute. Right. Did someone over, overcharge the engine here and announced shooting super electricity out of the sockets? It's like, people are going to be like, what the fuck just happened? Right. And they're trying to figure it out as <clears throat> people are doing crazy things and yeah. things like that. And that, that is the best way I think you put it, Tex, which is you're adding... You're adding a nice little spice to the game where it's like, wait, what? And right. all of a sudden people are like, you know, oh, there's uh, people are trying to steal the nuclear codes. Right. And they're like, wait, what? What's happening? And how did that happen? And how do we get there? And it's, it's, it adds such an element of surprise that it just makes the replayability absolutely amazing, which is also why I've enjoyed, you know, watching your videos as of late because – you know, you every time you hop on, it's it's probably you know got to be like, well, what story are we going to tell now? Right. Let's see what happens. And one of the ones I watched recently was you just being a bartender, and you were like, and there was a conveyor belt, and you're like some robot belt. You're like, cool, we're going to have a conveyor belt where these drinks are just going to go around the conveyor belt. And in the middle of it, you were giving a nice little expose or some information about you know liquor, as you're talking about it. I'm like, wow, tax knows a lot. But I'm like. And then it's like there's some, something wrong with the atmosphere. You get in a box. I'm like, you just don't know what's going to happen. Right. And the fact that you're able to capture this and put this on YouTube, I think, is amazing. And on top of that, there's also people out there that enjoy watching that as well. And they can all be like, wow, what story is Uncle Tex going to tell us today? I think that's absolutely amazing. Right. One where he super farts on a Bible and gets sent to hell. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that, that yes, that super farts are a genetic uh, abomination. But one of the things that I found out was I actually farted so big I blew up Med Bay. And I mean, I mean, you have to understand the game is so wild that the admins have the absolute control to give ebb and flow to the game. And so one of the things the admins can do on Goon Station is make you Macho Man Randy Savage. I love that. And you have the and you have the ability to kick the shit out of anything. Like you just it, you, people go flying across the room or you get them in an atomic pile driver oh, and you drop them on the ground there's an A bomb explosion and their <laughs> limbs go flying everywhere. Um, you know, so but because Goon Station has localized audio 
that's so crazy you can hear it echoing through the walls. So if you're like the botanist in the remote part of the station growing your space weed, you hear echoing through the hallways, oh, yeah, the cream of the crop will rise to the top. I'm the Ayatollah of rock and roll. Step into the square circle sun. And people go, oh, dear, what is going on? I was telling Justin earlier oh. today, I go, if there's one thing, there's two things you're going to hear a lot when you play it. One, farting. Yeah. And two, screaming. And that's always like, yeah. I see, what? I'm like, oh, God. And then you see blood trails oh, yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, what? Right. What happened in here? Right. I have no idea what's going on. And it's terrifying. Well, that's when I was watching one of your, one of your videos uh, today. I was, <laughs> you were walking down a hall or something and every room to the right or left had red streaks in it. And I was like, there's no way that's blood. And I'm like, that absolutely is just a metric fuck ton of blood. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there was one time I was in the bar, I believe, minding my own business. And I and um, they, I, I noticed the server was starting to lurch, which means someone is up to no good. <laughs> and so I, I started walking around the station and I started running into blood, just like pools of it. And then I started running into like waist and ankle high blood. And I was like, oh, dear. So... I found out that the machinists had built a giant array of crushers that would actuate every second, and into this array was an endless teleporting sea of monkeys. <laughs> and so every few seconds you'd hear, <laughs> and then you would hear monkeys screaming and blood come gushing out in this giant tidal wave. And I'm going, why would they build this? Oh, well, it's fun to watch. Yeah, right? It's like that's – and that's the best part. And, and I oh think really God. that's the key of this is it's fun to watch. And, I mean, you have, I think, I think just, just lovingly crafted, like, so many videos on YouTube. You have over 30,000 subscribers. You are obviously extremely dedicated to what you do. What's that journey been like for you for, from, like, playing this and being like, you know what? I want to share these stories with the world. I want to put it out there. Uh, what's that been I, like? It's been very strange. I've <laughs> never, I've never wanted to be a big YouTuber. I've never wanted to be popular. I've just had this historians want to catalog and observe things because when I was much younger in college, I had a fascination with recording historical uh, stories and sending them to the historical society, and I loved interviewing people. And I said. This is a game that if you don't record it and capture this, no one is going to believe it. <laughs> and in five, ten years, this game will go away maybe. Right. And all that will remain are these stories that no one will believe. That is so true. And it's funny because that's a lot like improv as well, right? You go to a show, you watch improv. It's like in that moment it exists. And if you try to tell it later, right. it's like, yeah, this guy was... Oh, we went to, when we were taking improv, we went to some of the funniest, uh, there's two uh, two Im, uh, improvers in uh, Chicago called TJ and Dave, and Doug and I would go to their shows quite often, and you would come out of it, and you would try to relay, you're like, oh my God, they had the best bit, and you would tell it, and it would just fall flat, and people were like, I don't get it, but really? like, if you were there, if you, can, if you could have witnessed it, it was the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, and, and that's kind of the magic of it, too, is because, you know, and I think that's also something that's really special about gaming in general is having those moments, but they're few and far between, except with Space Station 13, because every round you're like, 
Let's see what <laughs> let's see what's going to happen. Buckle and up, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get to it, and you know, you cataloging this stuff is incredibly enjoyable, and you know, you've obviously got some pretty cool fans out there too. You've shared some of uh, the amazing artwork and and things that they've sent to you, and um, you know, what's that like? You know, we have a really great friend from Australia. Uh, he sent us some art, Jared. That shout out goes to you, buddy. Thank you for always listening, and he'll be on the podcast soon. Uh, but you know, what's that like to have people be like, "Hey, man, you mentioned this uh, in your episode. Here's a picture of you as a Lord of Car- Cargonia. Hail, hail, and praise be." Well, that's the weirdest thing is I never wanted it, and it's absolutely humbling because you realize these people have crafted something from love because it moved them in such a way they had to express it through work. And you go, Jesus Christ, how much work are you going to... And then you don't know what to say, so you write an email and you're like, thank you, internet friend. I greatly appreciate your missive containing the art. And then you think on it and you go, wow, now they think I'm crazy. Um, (laughs) And the thing is, is that there was a guy who draws art annually around Christmas. He, He sends me art and one of the ones perfectly captured my experiences in Space Station 13, and I, I still use it. I mean, my desktop right now is this guy's art. It has been. Every year I change it based on this guy's art That's alone. And one of the things that was absolutely nuts is he captured um, when I was playing Colonial Marine, which is set in that fandom, which is a very intricately designed universe. And One of the things that was just so weird is I was walking around as a colonial marine through this abandoned area, and I had my light on my gun, and I can barely see, and I'm walking around, and I'm like, command, checkers actual to command, or something stupid. I always make up call signs. So I'll be like, corndog one to bubblegum actual, and I'll, I'll be sitting there doing my thing, and this alien walks up to me, and in colonial marines, you can do out of character chant, but only locally so mm. this alien walks up to me and says hey dude love your video and i said thanks and then he killed the shit out of me and so a guy drew that and uh. it said you know hey dude love your videos and it's the alien saying that to me and i it's it's something that sticks with me because that is the absurdity of the game even if you love someone you don't see that sort of worship, it's like, well, I do have a job to do, and I'm going to take your face off. <laughs> but by the way, love your shit. Thanks, right. man. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you, when Doug told me a little bit of the, like, the, the intricacies of like, the community you've built in the Black Pants Legion and all that, uh, and I was looking at some of the arts, um, one of the ones that stood out was, was what you uh, had mentioned, Cargonia. Um, and I have to, are you a Marx Brothers fan? I am absolutely a Marx Brothers fan. My first was Duck Soup, but I've just branched out from there. Absolutely. Is Cargonia based off of Fredonia from uh, Duck Soup? A little bit. Okay. You have to understand that Cargonia is a dream that beats in the heart of every misanthrope who pushes paper for a job. It is a dream that exists where you rise up against your oppressors and you push your desks over and you say, no more. Today you tread not upon the neck of freedom. I will raise my armaments and banners high. I will defy you. And through the forces of righteous capitalism, I will have my way. Or whatever you say before they cart you away. But 
Oh, Space Station God. 13 is a glorious celebration of whatever you want to invent. And that's why it's so great. So there had been cargo memes and secession games where yeah. each department branches off. But I fully ran with Cargonia as a meme. And then I became the king of cargo, where I would say people would come into cargo and be like, oh, yes, cargo, I need some more computer parts and they look up and the floors are gold and I'm sitting on a golden throne <laughs> and I have like people who are wearing knight armor that is made out of precious metals and they're like fanning me and I'm like speak knave you have entered Carconia <laughs> that's amazing it's so fucking good I, I just I love the stuff where people will find something fun like that and then yeah. run with it and it becomes this, you know, inside joke, you know, like for example, I've got some people in the chat on Twitch and someone said, uh, text took my goddamn fiesta pail, you know, you know, that, uh, that, yes, that's, um, <laughs> all right. So I, have, are you familiar with a gentleman by the name of Jim Baker, a formerly disgraced man who has predicted the apocalypse Often, I heard you referencing him at the end of your stream. Uh, so Jim, Jim Baker is one of those corner street prophets that has found uh, economic success by exploiting the stupid. <laughs> and so what he does is he would go, I read the Bible, and if you add all these numbers together in Deuteronomy, next Thursday is the apocalypse. And what he will do is he will sell you these prepackaged containers of quote-unquote, food. And the, it, it's a giant pail full of Mylar bags. And he says, this is good through the apocalypse. You will survive the seven days of rain, as foretold. And it's bullshit. And so I kept making jokes that because I'm very anti-ad, I don't endorse anything. Mm -hmm. I, I'm like, I'm drinking whiskey. They're like, what brand? And I say, mind your fucking business. <laughs> so, the, the thing is, is that I jokingly said that we had a, a, um, a endorsement in Fiesta Pale. And so the, the Legionnaires, when we occasionally gather, one of them brought over Fiesta Pale. He bought it off Amazon. Oh. And, and so we cooked it and we put it in a video and it smelled like if you emptied the grease trap from a Taco Bell oh. and added corn chips and oh, perhaps God. a pinch of cumin. Uh. <laughs> Just to let you know that it is Mexican themed. <laughs> Excelente. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Woo. So that becomes a, an ongoing thing, the old fiesta pail then, huh? That's, that's your call to action? We've, we've been sneaking it in as a meme for some time now. And <laughs> the Legion has its own very strange memes. We'll, we'll say stuff like side corn to one another, which has its own strange story and all, all of these other little things. So people use these mass production memes, they spread them around, and then you get into the Legion. We have all of our weird memes like Fiesta Pale or side corn, and, and, and they are used prolifically. Uh, to confuse and confound and distract people who just joined. They're like, what in the fuck is this? I love that. I absolutely love that. One of my uh, favorite comedians, his name is Tom Segura, and uh, he and his wife run a podcast called Your Mom's House, and they have their own lingo, their own linguistic stuff, their own inside jokes. And inevitably what will happen is 
they someone will either talk shit about them or something, or somehow the spotlight will fall on someone outside the podcast, and their fans will go and flood them with all these inside jokes. Garth Brooks was one of the most recent ones because Tom has a theory that Garth Brooks is a sociopath who's killed lots of people <laughs> uh, based on how he acts on social media. And people were going and flooding his stuff with all these inside jokes from all the stuff that they do on their podcast. And people are like, what does this mean? All the Bro- Garth Brooks fans? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, I don't understand why they're saying, all- what is this? And it's like, it's oh, absolutely yeah. bonkers. And it makes me laugh so hard because I'm on the inside of yeah. it. But if I was on the outside and you're like, yeah, side corn. I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, yeah. And I, I've told the story once or twice, but I, I always try to hide these delicious things and I, I let people discover them. Um, we were playing Diablo 2 some years ago and one of the most fucking funny things was um, someone was trying to talk about Led Zeppelin and how they have all these really interesting lyrics in their song where they're referring to uh, Cimmerillion or Lord of the Rings or what have you and all these fantastical elements and one of the guys couldn't remember Led Zeppelin and so he's like, you know those guys, uh, Zorb, Zorb, uh, and I, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I love me some Zorb Lorplin. And, um, <laughs> so someone made an album cover and sent it to me of Zorb Lorplin, and it it has a toothless hobo on the cover. It's it's amazing. It looks so good. That's that makes me so happy. That's that's I think one of the coolest things I've <clears throat> I've uh, for, for many years now been kind of heavily into the the YouTube side of things and the creators and, and following like what you would call the YouTube celebrities and just really kind of watching the the growth of that as an industry. And one of the, the, the my favorite parts about that and it seems to to carry over into video games as well, specifically with what you're doing is the that sense of community and that sense of like you you've got all these people that have agreed to come together and they don't know each other they're from around the world and they just come together and they form this community around this shared thing or the shared interest and i love the fact that that youtube and gamers and twit and things like that have been able to facilitate more of these like sub subgroups uh, or these sub communities to come together like, did you find, did, when you, I guess when yours, I'm assuming you didn't build yours. I'm, I'm assuming yours just kind of happened. Uh, what it, was the growth of yours like? Well, it was strange because we were using Skype back when there was like five of us. And um, there was a few nexus points. There were people that I knew before I started even doing YouTube. They were just people I'd met online where I would start swearing at them and they would colorfully <laughs> insult me back. Nice. And I would say, this is a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> and we would, we would absolutely <laughs> mesh and it would be so good. Yeah. And there were a lot of um, moments like that. And then there's when I started recording, I would get these messages from people. You have to understand that I am a person who prizes privacy a lot. I, I don't like being the center of attention. So someone would be like, I love your shit. And I would go, okay. And they would go, I, I love you so much. And I would say, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> And I don't know how to respond to that. I, I'm, I, I'm a diagnosed autist, or as I like to say, a uh, let's play autist. Um, but, and I'm allowed to use that because that's my word. But the, 
the thing is, is that I'm not good with social interaction, but when I started meeting people who said, oh, I love what you do because of X, Y, Z, and they're actually intelligent with it, I said, well, let's hang out. And using this digital media, we started to slowly coalesce and come together. And we were using Skype back in the day, which is like Discord with crutches. And we decided <laughs> we should probably move to something better. And I had heard tale of this wild thing called Discord. So one of my fans said, I'm making you a Discord because I know you are, one, socially retarded, and two, <laughs> I know you won't do it. So uh, he did it, and he handed me the keys, and he's like, good luck, God bless. <laughs> and ever since then, I, I've got um, this shadowy group of admins that people have called the Council of Techs or the Dork Council or many other things. Um, they protect me from myself, and they also <laughs> police and run my uh, community. And it's um, ever since then, it's just grown. I've met so many strange people, but so many wonderful people. Because the kindness of strangers, like a streetcar named Desire says, you know, it's something you can really benefit from. God, did I really quote a Marlon Brando? <laughs> you did, and it's it's recorded now, so it's, you can't go official, back. It's It's in the annals of history. <laughs> Um, you Damnation! Know, <laughs> you talked about how cool. Damnation! You talked about how cool it is meeting people, but I, you know I've got someone in the chat here by the name of Tom Tom who's saying that Tex is a bad man. He's saying okay, one, one uh, time. No, 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 no. Listen, okay, Tom Tom Vidal is a member of the Legion, and he he is he is a gentleman. Believe it or not, he's actually a race car driver. Oh, he cool! He does this frequently. He's a cool guy. He's it actually really cool is a race car driver. That's amazing. Yeah, I, is, I, I usually do a thing where if I don't know someone, I go, oh, the race car driver? And I'm like, yeah. No, he's he actually races cars. Awesome. Um, it happened. And, and he <laughs> he's a really funny guy. He plays a lot of Colonial Marines. Nice. He's been a fan for a long time. But we he and I have this tradition of shit talking about each other online. But what we do is we make stuff up. It's just completely baseless. So in my Let's Plays, I'll be sitting there playing a game. I'll be playing Door Fortress, and I'll just start telling Tom stories. So I'll be like, you know, one time Tom went into a Walmart, and he had a suppressed twenty-two, and he started shooting all the birds in the bird cages, and they, they had to make him leave, but he had to buy the birds first. And I don't know why he did it, but uh, he has a very good lawyer, and he does this frequently, or... One time, Tom got kicked out of the Illinois State Fair for eating all the funnel cake. He just, he said, one more. And they said, sir, we have no more oil. And he says, bitch, I'll eat the flour. And you know, he's a very threatening man standing at seven foot six. And so you just start making these stories up that are just bonkers and weird. Well, I mean, what he says, I mean, it sounds, you know, feasible. It says, uh, Tex, he, um, this one time, Tex ate all the cocktail wieners at a fancy party and blamed it on the dog, and then the dog got put down. Okay, first of all, if, if, if I make my famous cocktail wieners, I will say that, first of all, to feed them to any animal, and it would deserve to be put down. But <laughs> if, I, if I bring the food for a party, and everyone else brings sad shit. Like, oh, look, I brought some meatballs. Look, I brought a bag of chips. Bullshit. I'm going to eat all those fucking cocktail wieners <laughs> because they're mine. At that point. Because they're mine. At, at that point, they're mine. <laughs> yes, precisely. It's imminent domain. If you go to a party 
and it's people bring domain. the worst shit they can. Then it's yours. You can sweep those plates into your mouth and feel no ill. Make eye contact as you do so to establish dominance. You know what? That's actually one of the best things I can think of. Like, if I'm ever going to go to a party where I'm like, man, I don't know if they might have some shitty food, I'm going to bring Doug food. Yep. I'm going to bring the food that I like. I'm going to bring it. And I'm like, yeah, this is shitty. I'm just going to go ahead and hold on to this plate, and I'm going to eat from it. And if you don't like it, uh, tough shit. You know, because I think well, that's, that's very wise. It's a very wise suggestion. Well, oh, of course. I mean, that's you, you bring it. They're like, oh, put it on the table. And you're like, this will not mix with the common people's food. <laughs> this is my plate. This is heirloom charcuterie, sir. What you have is trash. <laughs> heirloom charcuterie. So the thing is, and I have to say this is correct, Tom has a collection of fart sounds in the Legion. Oh, really? Because someone else literally just posted, yeah, that's what, exactly what they said. Tom has a great library of fart noises he posts at random to the Discord. My favorite is eggsforbreakfast.mp3. Okay, eggs for breakfast. I have to admit this. Um, when I first got this microphone, I was trying to tune it up and test it. And my editor that I work with, who's a huge Trek fan as I am, he, I, I, I said, um, hey, I just farted into this microphone to test it. And he says, oh, no, we do that in the movies all the time. Professional movies. So I said, oh, well, I don't feel so bad. So I shared it with a legion. It was horrible. So I had to label it, of course, because all of these constructed media need metadata. So <laughs> what it was, eggsforbreakfast.mp3. <laughs> and so every so often, Tom will drop that in the Legion, but now he has this other collection of fart noises, and I know not where they are from. Oh, boy. No, and nor do you desire to know where they're from. It seems Mystery. like someone else has, has backed that up. Commissar Jake says, oh, sweet Jesus, Tom and his fart noises. So it sounds like Tom. Pretty legendary fart noises. Has some legendary fart noises. And I, I got to say, uh, you know, I've built a lot of things, you know, in my design work. I get stock photos. I get icons. You know, all that sort of stuff. I have not done a lot of Foley work. And I sure as heck have not done collection of fart noises. This may be my new my, my new grail. I've got to go after this. I was going to say, if there's well, any one man who is up to the task of creating like a, a, just a myriad of fart noises, I, I see no one better suited than you. And nothing would be better than me getting up from dinner and being like, hold on, I'll be right back. And I just like you know, go upstairs and close the door and turn on my <laughs> mic, check the levels, well, my, and then you know, let, her, let her rip. My dad... Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Tex. No, well, the thing is, it's... It's hilarious because if you use expensive audio equipment to do it, it's 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 actually a really good recording. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So oh, go ahead. The only reason I mean to interject is the fart noise didn't stop there. There's a guy in the Legion by the name of Kobold Commando who is exceptionally talented. Oh god. In Photoshop and wonderful bullshittery. And what he did was he took the Space Station 13 theme song and remade it with farts. <laughs> From the Legion, all of the notes. Oh, that is special. That's brilliant. That's absolutely. You have some talented, talented people in the Legion, my friend. Yes. I man, that's what does that say? Kobold is a giant scaly. We love him. I hope that's a compliment. Co oh, Kobold is nuts. We all love him. We love Kobold. What? 
One of the other things that's nuts is we have people who write music. So there is the Ballad of Randolph P. Checkers, sung and played on mandolin. There's the Cargonian National Anthem. I love it there's, so much. There's and, and we the guy who did the I mean the Cargonian National Anthem, Hail Hail Cargonia, Land of Stolen Things. Um, <laughs> believe that man is a Nazi. And and so these are the people we have. We are this wonderful group of strays that loves to collaborate and create and make fun and laugh and lift each other up. And it's so enjoyable. God, that's beautiful. Uh, someone else said Tom's begun to rename eggs for breakfast to try and get other Legionnaires to click on it again as his clicks per link has gone way down. Yeah, uh, someone just linked the yes. Cargonian National Anthem. Yes, they just um, linked that on here. <laughs> There's the there's the band from Cargo. Um, there's the Cargonian National Anthem. There's uh, so the good. Ballad of Randolph P. Checkers, which contains all of the mad, crazy shit I've done. Oh my there's, god! And these this is all just I, my crazy nonsense has inspired other people to do crazy nonsense, and together we are this wonderful, massive, used bubble gum of crazy nonsense. And, <laughs> That is the best, it's though. Like it, it's what a what a what a beautifully poetic way for people to come together. Just over this, it, it's so. I, and I, you know, not to get political, but like in in today's climate, like what a wonderful what a wonderful way for people to just be silly together. Well, and not only that, like Tex, have you met these people in person, or is these all just online folks? I I I. Well, first of all, I cannot forget Peyote Coyote. Um, uh, <laughs> As part of that was another that was all right in 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 a round of colonial marines i said we're gonna form a band it's gonna have like two bases and some triangles and it, it's gonna be called peyote coyote i <laughs> made a band that is like some bases and triangles oh my and god it's called peyote coyote one of the songs is, we got bail to record this and it it basically has like a minute long triangle solo and it <laughs> and the, these are the things that are created and peyote coyote is an absolutely bonkers it's so bonkers and i i just go i just mentioned this offhand in an episode right and people went well i need to create this now it must be real <laughs> i must bring this into existence it's so amazing because i actually um i met uh, a, a guy like years ago playing World of Warcraft. Never met him in person, but he and I to this day are fantastic friends. He lives well, yeah. out in New York, and we still keep in touch every now and again. Like we'll go play different games, we'll come back. We're like, hey man, let's catch up. And I'm like, he is someone that is really important to me, a fantastic friend, and I've never physically met him. But I'm like, he and I could go visit each other. I know we could, and we yeah. immediately get along, have a blast. And it wouldn't be weird because I've definitely met people online too. We're like, we should hang out. I'm like, we're good. Right. We don't need to do that. Right. I think right. it would be right. weird. <laughs> there is there is that limit, but I've met legionnaires, and mm -hmm. they um, they're wonderful people. That's amazing. Um, they'll they'll come over. We'll go shooting, uh, which is one of my favorite sports. Nice. And we'll 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 drink and make meat and <laughs> tell stories and laugh. When Goat, um, who that's his name in the Legion, everyone, when they join the Legion, they get Legion names, like a fraternity. And <laughs> I love it. So Goat is our Brazilian-American uh, singer-songwriter. Nice. And 
he he shows up and he's got his fucking guitar and he's like where do i set up and i said wherever you want buddy and i started cooking and making meat and you know drinking and he starts playing the ballad of randolph p checkers and then he just starts working through a set of music oh my god and i'm like this is this is great. Now I have a bard who can follow me around and embarrass <laughs> bard, me. That's amazing. And here comes Randall P. Checkers. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Is how, like, that's gotta be, that's gotta just be a trip for you. Like, when something like that happens and you're just like, it, because you are like the, you are the, the glue that holds this community together. That's just gotta be a trip for you. It's, it's very strange. I consider myself like a very large piece of burnt out space debris that collects all of these things in its micro orbit and you know there's flotsam and jetsam and what have you but it's mine yeah and god damn it i will fight for it hell yeah <laughs> hell yes that is so interesting and, and the thing about this is I, i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna take a moment here to really uh, compliment you uh tex which is that you're very humble you you've through our communication and stuff like that and I think that's really cool throughout all this sort of stuff. You're very um, welcoming. Um, you know, there's a lot of communities out there that can be pretty toxic pretty easily, right? And I can imagine there's probably some toxic elements to Space Station 13 or any other game sort of thing. And what I appreciate about what you bring to it is inclusion, fun, and especially in a game like Space Station 13 that is not intuitive. It's not really easy to learn how to play that game. I, I'm like, what? I hit myself in the head with a light. Like, you know... Things like that, it's it's really easy to get frustrated with someone in the game, but you know to to have to have a community like this uh, with you and your legion to welcome people, to be silly, to have fun, and basically just promotes this really great community. I just want to tip my hat to you for being humble and, and being inclusive. Well, thank you, and it, we we do it because I think we've we're the legion has a very strange group of people that is mostly, I mean, well. I would say predominantly older. Um, most online communities for YouTubers is that coveted like 14 to 20 demographic. And yeah. YouTube said, well, uh, most of your fans are old as fuck. And so I found... That's the that voice I hear I when have, I think I, of <laughs> So I, I have this coveted community of like 35 and up. Which, which is fun because when I interact with people, they're not like, oh, my God, I love you. It's, it's people who are like, well, I've got a wife and kids, and I'm a misanthrope, so I want to join. <laughs> That's hilarious. And it's, it's unique, too, right? Because that is something that you normally, like, like you said, you know, uh, Carl YouTube is basically like, you know, <laughs> the 14 to 21-year-old is where it's at, kid. You know what I'm saying? Because somehow he speaks in the transatlantic accent mm -hmm. also oh, yeah. as he's talking of about course. that. <laughs> But do you think there's, there's something to that with Space Station 13? Do you think that's a young person's game? Is that an older person's game? Like, who do you think it attracts? I, I, I think there are two distinct groups. There's, there's the young kids who are playing on mommy and daddy's computer <laughs> who don't have access to better games. And then you have the old grognards who helped build it. And I'm somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a very weird community you'll find a lot of people going here's what we need to add to the game we need to add Mega Man and then you have other people who go here's what we need to add to the game World War One." You know? so, it's very very telling of those suggestions of what they're looking for <laughs> I think 
think everything needs a little bit more World War One. I, I mean, right? it's a very underserved war. A little yeah. bit of trench warfare, Absolutely. some mustard gas. You know, anything can happen. Horses. And, and there, <laughs> there is a World War One themed server. So oh my really? god, I love it. Now, of course, there is. Oh, that's. It's absolutely hilarious because it's so hyper-realistic. You'd be like, I've been shot in the lung and I'm bleeding out. I'm crawling through no man's land. Oh, there's a puddle. And some guy comes along and it's like, ooh, you have gold teeth and starts pulling your teeth out. You're like, war is hell. <laughs> Hemingway was right. <laughs> That's absolutely amazing. I love that so much. Um, so let's see here. What else we got here? Uh, oh, and you poo your pants when you die. That's what Tom Tom said. Oh yes, no that 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 is one of the servers. It was created by Mr. Matt, uh, who ran a server project called Interbay. It's fantastic, and it's very grim, dark, and kind of mixed with retro futurism. You know, like cassette futurism, and has all of those elements. But um, he created a World War One themed horrible, horrible representation of the goriness of war. So. Your team will start winning, and then you'll, like, nick your leg on barbed wire, and it hurts so bad, you, like, drop your gun. And then someone comes up and bayonets you, and then oh you shit God. and die. <gasps> and, 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 and they're, like, dabbing on you as you die. They're dabbing? Yeah, so, yeah, so, so <laughs> war is hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, but, <laughs> but to quote Grant, I love it so. <laughs> I... I think if I I feel like I'm inspired to create my own server mm-hmm. on Space Station 13. I feel like I could create a really interesting uh, arena, if you will, for mm. people to play in. I feel like basically you 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 wouldn't have it would basically it wouldn't be 200 people. It'd be like a one on one thing. Okay, and two people would would enter and one would leave. And okay, I, what would like if you were if you had to name that server? What would you call it? I Doug? think maybe the throwdown. It's the throwdown. Dun, dun, dun. See what I mean, well, Tex? They've, they've expertly segued. That. It's called um, it's called Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course. and Thunderdome has its own theme song. And Thunderdome also throws into, and I know you're trying to do your seg, but I'm going to That's do fine. what I normally do, which is absolutely fuck things up. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and that's why we love the you. The Thunderdome aspect, Space Station 13 got so insane, they created a charity called Toolboxes for Good, because Toolbox is one of the more common items for bludgeoning. <laughs> and they had a and they co-hosted that. It's Randolph B. Checkers in the booth today. And um, <laughs> it, it raised several thousand dollars just, just for charity, just by having people beat the shit out of each other with toolboxes. In oh, game. my God. That's- that's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. The people who think that video games can't do good things, go right. fuck yourself. You go fuck themselves. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. And, I fucking love that. Well, and that's that's the thing is there's so many um the community has chosen and I, I obeyed their whims on this. I have two playlists. I have the main Space Station 13 playlist, which is like 10 years of Space Station 13, and then I have the best of that the community chose. Mm-hmm. And there's so much crazy shit on there that I even forgot about. They're like, put that episode in where you gave the clown leukemia. And I'm like, uh, uh okay. <laughs> right, that time, of course. How could I forget? Leukemia clown incident. <laughs> yes, yes, the old leukemia clown incident. Mm, yes, very good. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so today's throwdown, uh, wanted to do a, a special one for you, uh, Mr. Tex. And I think, uh, I think you'll be pleased with it. So, we have to go with these two with these two individuals. We have to go sans weapons. Okay. So it's just fisticuffs. Okay. A man's fisticuffs. sports, right? So yes. it's just fisticuffs. We're doing Han Solo 
versus Indiana Jones. Mm. Okay. To qualify this, I would say, what era Han Solo? Are we talking old, sad Han Solo? Mm. Or are we are we talking Han Solo, I'm going to shoot Greedo in the mouth because I don't pay bills, Han Solo? Well, are you sure that he shot Greedo or did Greedo, Greedo shoot at him? Here we go. Bullshit. Here we Greedo go. Open, he opened up on that guy. He said, <laughs> guess what time it is? And Greedo said, what time is it? He says, time to die, bug face. <laughs> And they, they cut that out of the movie for reasons, but that's what I believe. I don't know. I saw I a version where he like was shooting. digitally moved after Greedo shoots and everything like that. You know, I don't know. It's just kind of no, weird. No, I think I think he shot Greedo because he was like, I could pay a bill, or I could walk out of here. And he <laughs> choices, right? right? That is a that is an economic and frugal way to go. Absolutely, that's a very practical uh, decision to make. So I would say um, I'm thinking New Hope era. Like Han Solo. Okay. So like episode All right. four. All right. All right. So and then, and then Indiana Jones, I'm thinking Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is he young versus okay. young. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Both kind of in their prime. Well, okay. So here's the thing. I'm I, no, no guns because mm-hmm. it's, it's Smith and Wesson 38 versus <laughs> a uh, blast tech DL 44. Don't ask how I know that. You know what? <laughs> I know that. Cause I played the games too. So I'm right there with you. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So here's the thing. We have never seen Han really throw down, but we've seen Indiana Jones punch everyone in the face. <laughs> That's very fair. That's very However, fair. Indiana Jones punches people in the face and runs away. <laughs> okay. Okay. Han Solo kills people because they owe him or he owes them a bar tab. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to give the ruthlessness to Han Solo. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, we have seen a little bit of Han Solo. Like, you know, it's not the same as Indiana Jones. Like, you know, we see in Return of the Jedi, he, he takes a, a stormtrooper by the hand and flips him around, yeah. you know, and he's, he's done a little bit of physicality. But, you know, you're right. Indiana Jones, he punches people, but he's also willing to like, I mean, well, let's say we watched, you know, there was a Nazi that got caught in the blades of a. Of a, of I mean, airplane, he, but that was an accident. But the thing is, he scrapped for a while on that, and he, he didn't back down going against uh, you know with the the, the three ton house there. Yeah, know? and what else oh, is? I I understand that, but I'm going to mention something that sure. I think is important to the psyche of the characters in question. Han Solo helped a farm kid from Space Kansas <laughs> kill millions of government employees because there was some money in it. I think that Han Solo is going to win this because he's got shit to do. <laughs> well, here's what here's I agree with that. He's also very self-serving. You he know is. what I mean? He's yeah. very much looking out for number one, whereas Indiana Jones is kind of going for what's quote unquote right. You right. Know? It's, it belongs it's, in a museum. Exactly. You know, it's, about, it's about the the meaning behind it. Yeah. Exactly. Because he he you know he definitely wants to do what's right. A couple of other people have weighed in here. Indiana Jones is a dorky professor. Uh, Indiana Jones is just nutty professor fan fiction. Change my mind. Um, <laughs> ooh. 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 That's... So. Um, Oh, this is tough for me on who I land on, just because you're right. Just the, basically what we've seen is Indiana Jones doing pretty well in hand-to-hand combat. 
But Tex, you bring up a good point, which is what is the mental state we're talking about here? Because right. Well, I, I would also say too that Indiana Jones, if you go through, uh, you know, what he's gone through too, like he's 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 faced down some of the you know, he's 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 survived the uh, Ark of the Covenant being opened. He's he's faced down like essentially all of the Nazis, right? Like he's. Uh, He's had uh, the Motoran Sodoran guy, right? Yeah, you know, right. His, his heart almost Kali pulled Ma, out. Yeah, uh, you know, he's he's uh, he's proven his own. Mm-hmm. You know, is is he's crafty with his surroundings, he's crafty, right? You know, he swings across these pits and the spikes and the yada yada yadas. Mm-hmm. So I would I would say that he's not as dorky as you might think he is. You okay. know, he is a professor, but I feel like that's his uh, that's his Clark Kent. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, someone also noted Indy shot a master swordsman because he was tired or had to poop or had to poop. Uh, the Indiana Jones LucasArts game, which I played, you skip most fights via Sucker Punch, right? So he does have the ability to do the old Sucker Punch, so he's okay. got something going for him. Um, while well, in the Star Wars I, game, you got Han just shooting no. the heck out of people. We, we, we are going to discount the nuke in a fridge thing because <laughs> like many things that George Lucas did in his later years, they were inspired by madness. <laughs> Another way of saying that is we're going to ignore it because fuck that. <laughs> right? And that one, well, I mean, he did beat the aliens in that one, too, right? right? <clears throat> I only saw it once. I don't remember much. There have been three Indiana Jones movies made. <laughs> soon to be a... Moving on. Soon to be a fifth. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. So, I don't know. Justin, where do you land on this? I, I'm kind of torn. You know, uh, my childhood says Indiana Jones because I had the hat and the bullwhip and I tried to put on a stunt show in my backyard and, like, I was... Wow, you're being really vulnerable right now. Thank you for sharing. Oh, dude, yeah. I, I wore my VHSs out. I <laughs> loved Indiana Jones. Um my cousin made me cry one time because she told me I would be a terrible Indiana Jones. Oh, man. And so my child... Is that what inspired you to go to gymnastics? Absolutely. <laughs> and wear my unitad. <laughs> so, the, again, the, the, the nostalgia in me is pulling me towards Indiana Jones, but Han's a space pirate. And it's hard to beat a space pirate. <sighs> Yar. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like you put Indiana Jones in that situation... He's going to use his surroundings to his advantage. Han is going to be very self-serving. And I, I think he's going to, um, I don't know, I think Andy would, Andy. I think, Andy? Andy Anna Jones. Um, uh, I think, I think, <laughs> that's, the, that's the cut rate version. That's the Missouri coming out of Doug. Andy Anna Jones? Yeah. Um, about Andy Anna Jones. Um, I coming think- to you live from the World's Fair. <laughs> Indiana Jones and his brain circusing. <laughs> they couldn't get the rights to Indiana Jones. <laughs> I just feel like in Indy's going to have more conviction behind what he does. He's going to have more um, situational awareness. Whereas I think Han will be self-serving, but I don't think he's not going to have the... Uh, the oomph. I will say, though, Han has had to, I mean, you know, most of his stuff happens in the cold vacuum of space, so he really has to have been crafty to make it this far. Okay. That's cool. Done. Indiana's had to do it in around Nazis, so. Mm, fair. <laughs> fair. Space, Nazis, they cancel each other out. That's right. <laughs> so. All right, so I guess I'm leaning towards Indy. You're leaning towards Indy. Uh, Mr. Tex, what are you, what are you leaning towards? I am going to say Han Solo okay. to the day I die. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So because it, of one thing, no Star Wars movie had Shia LaBeouf in it. 
Again, neither did an Indiana Jones movie. There <laughs> have far, been three. As far as we're concerned. <laughs> exactly. But it's his son. <laughs> I'm all a grow up and I'm a greaser. It's no different than Kylo Ren, am I right? You know, right? So I guess we're oh, gonna man. we're gonna not have we're gonna we can't call this one. So I guess let's let's leave it up to uh, let's leave it up to everyone the the mind gap fans the the, yeah. Bla- the Black Pants Legion uh, Legionnaires. Um, yeah. What do you guys think? You got uh, hit us up on all forms of social media and let us know. Han fought space Nazis though. That's also fair. I mean, you have to understand this. Mm-hmm. The Black Pants Legion had a mayoral debate, and there's maybe two hundred of us who were in the vote. And I think in the end there were over two thousand votes cast. So letting you know this, we have the same voting record as North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> and invite us to participate in any poll, you will find it ruined. <laughs> Fair good, enough. Good to know. All well, right. we can't wait to hear. So about then it. we should probably just call a winner. <laughs> Space Nazis is uh, it's, eh, it's a hard. It's fair. I I I I I can't budge on Indiana Jones. Though. Can't budge on Indy. Oh man, are, so, are we are we really doing a stalemate here? I guess I guess we'll have to do it. All right, stalemate it is. All right, cool. Indy for the win. Yeah, we'll say Indy for the win. Well, uh, Tex, I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us, and thank you to all the folks on uh, Twitch who joined us as well and contributed. This was an absolute joy. And uh, this is the time where we like to uh, open up for everything for you, Tex. If there's anything you'd like to promote, shout out, uh, anything like that where people like to follow you, uh, the floor is yours, sir. I thank you for this opportunity. I am humbled to be a member of a podcast. I I have often joked the Black Pants Legion needs a podcast because when gaming channels go to die, that's what they start doing. So... Um, <laughs> Being a being a hack myself, I suppose it's overdue. <laughs> um, if if I have to say thanks to anyone, I want to say thanks to the Legion. Your support has been everything. When I didn't believe in myself, you guys said, "Hey, fucko, keep farting in space," and <laughs> kept me going. Um, thanks to the Space Station Thirteen community, and thanks, of course, to the Courtesy Flush, which is my editor, and he is streaming right now. He is probably one of the kindest, nicest, normalest people I've ever met in my life. Has such wonderful abilities and is so kind in collaboration. So thank you all. Oh, and lastly, thank you to the Dork Council for keeping all the normies away from me and haunting my dreams. (laughs) That's amazing. That's so good. Uh, Tex, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? All that sort of stuff. Uh, I am BPL Tex on Twitter, though that is largely used for shit posting. <laughs> I uh, am also findable on the YouTubes when the algorithm is not right. Killed as <laughs> the Black Pants Legion, home of mediocrity and underwhelming commentary since 2011. <laughs> fantastic! I've been there. I highly recommend it. You guys do check that out. Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. And then, last thing, text: uh, Is there anything that you want to uh, recommend? Anything you've been watching or reading recently that or, you think, or uh, games that you've been playing? Yeah, that you think people would be into in, interested in. I I have thrown myself back into Dwarf Fortress and Arcanum because nice. I wanted to remind myself what a real game made by someone who gave a shit felt like. Wow. And I tell you guys, if you go down that route and you play some of these old great games, there is such a rush of nostalgia, but it's not just rose-colored lenses. You're going, wow, Christ, this was a game. It still stands up today. That's awesome. That's so cool. That's awesome. 
Uh, Justin, turn it over to you. Do you have anything you want to recommend, promote, anything like that? Yes. Uh, Canada. Check it out. <laughs> I just got back from a vacation. It was very lovely. Um, trip back was uh, the red eye, and so I don't sleep on planes, so I ended up oh. watching Green Book. Oh, okay. Uh, very good movie. I enjoyed it thoroughly. And then Good Omens on Netflix. Or on, um, sorry, Amazon Prime. Nice. Uh, just finishing that up, and I'm going to jump into The Boys next. Well, what a surprise, because I highly recommend you guys watch The Boys on Amazon Prime. I'm a big fan of the comics. That, that is a good show. I actually watched that on the train yesterday. Nice. It's a and, damn uh, good show. I absolutely yeah. love it. I'm a huge fan of the yeah. comics, and I love what they've done. They've taken a lot of creative licenses with it. They've actually toned down some stuff, which I'm like, that was probably a smart move. Interesting. And they've taken like a lot of... Like the rape and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sort of. Um, and they've created, They've done a lot of really good stuff with um, kind of making it their own. And I, I've absolutely just tore through it. It's eight episodes. Check it out on Amazon Prime. And if you're interested, check out the comics. They're yeah. also very good. The series is complete. I think there's like 10 trades. I'm actually rereading them again because I'm like, well, okay, we'll go through this again. Brilliant. So definitely recommend that. So uh, you guys, if you are interested, thank you all for, for checking in and checking us out. You can follow MindGap on all of our social medias. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff at MindGap Podcast. Uh, you can also reach out to us uh, via email, mindgappodcast at gmail.com. And we are actually going to start releasing our episodes on YouTube as well. So uh, all the audio and things like that will be released on Thursdays. And we'll be doing our back catalog on Mondays. So you guys can start seeing that stuff pop up there as well. And Justin also exists in the digital realm as well. That's true. If you go to Instagram or Twitter and type in Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L, it's the fun way of spelling it. You can find me and follow me and talk to me and all those things. And then uh, while you're in the online realm, check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are sold. You can subscribe to us, rate us, review us, uh, all the things. Share us around. Sharing is caring. And then 2east8th.com slash mindgap. And keep following uh, all of the 2east8th uh, social medias because uh, this weekend I'm flying out to L.A. We're going to shoot Sid Penrose uh, this weekend. Um, and then uh, hopefully by September ish, it should be edited, uh, color corrected, scores done, and everything. And uh, hopefully we'll get into some uh, real quick some cir- for uh, some of the new folks out there. What's Sid, what's Sid Penrose? Sid Penrose is uh, the the short film that we're producing. Uh, it is um, a story about uh, depression, suicide, and finding the hope to uh, come through on the other side and 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 keep on going. So. Uh, it's a very, very cool story, very personal for everyone involved, and uh, it, should be, it should be a really, really fun time. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. Tex, thank you again for taking the time to uh, hang out with a couple of dorks. We appreciate it. Uh, you're always welcome to, to join us again. All right. Thank you. Uh, put out the call and uh, light the uh, fires of Gondor, and I will show up <laughs> at some point with two pints of whiskey in my gut. That is fantastic. Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. And we will see you guys next week.